0: I so that singing that chorus again would be a good way of just responding to that word that Nikki brought, that encouragement, to fix our eyes on him no matter what we're facing, no matter what's going on around us, no whether we can see the way ahead or not. It's just that beautiful invitation, isn't it? Fix your eyes on him. Make him the center of your attention in everything. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Do have a seat, please. Um, excellent. Uh, so yes yeah, through these sort of three weeks a couple of weeks ago we started this looking at gather and then grow and then this week we're sort of focusing on going mission and service just looking at some specific things are coming out of lockdown and into this next season um different areas of church life we're going to hear from and i believe we're going to hear first from uh about life groups um dave is going to come up with john and holly is that right yes excellent so give him a warm welcome
1: Well, I'm here again. Last week they were asking me questions. Now it's my turn to the grill these two. Um, it's great to have you up here, John and Holly. Um, we're just going to talk about life groups and Go and uh, where that goes. I, I have a little story here, which, um, which always makes me laugh. I remember John when I could hold him in my arms as a baby. <laughs> I wouldn't like to try and do that now. <laughs> oh, me, We go back a long way anyway John and Holly it's lovely to have you up here would you like to just tell us a little about a little bit about your life group
2: <laughs> yeah so we're uh, based in pooringland and surrounding areas um, we moved into pouringland about eight years ago um, and with a view of we felt that's what God was calling us to that to pouring land um, and that life group would be um, a good start. so we started off, um, and life group was just the two of us, um, for probably about three or four months. Um, and <laughs>
1: No pastoral issues.
2: <laughs> uh, and God's been really good, and people moved in, um, people from Kings, and we're now at a point where there's about 20 adults um, in our life group, um, mainly families, so there's, when there's children as well, I don't know there's probably about thirty five of us um so yeah it's been it's been really encouraging. people have joined um got stuck in um we love it
1: great, that's fantastic. I know it's been not an easy time um that you've had in staying in pouring Land. Do you want to just say a little bit about that? I'm throwing that one in
3: um yeah i mean we uh, when was it towards November last year, we were told um, our landlord was selling our house, um, and there was not an awful lot on the rental market, you won't need me to tell you, so we we had a bit of a wait, and a bit of a, a kind of trust God for six months um, or so, and we prayed, and you guys prayed, so many of you stood with us and prayed for, our, for us to have a home, um, which was amazing, and two weeks before we had to move out, God provided uh, a home for us to move into with lots more space um, room to be hospitable it's just amazing this place we're in so yeah we're incredibly grateful to god incredibly grateful for you guys but god has blessed us with a home yeah right.
1: that's fantastic fantastic so can you give us some stories and examples because you're in pouring land, framingham earl um of people how they reach out the stories of how they've met neighbors and things like
3: that yeah i mean i won't i won't i'm not sure there's any sort of specifics but i think because we're young families, and often um, a lot of us, both in the couple, uh, are working, so life is busy with children as well. There's lots going on, so we've just tried to be really deliberate with the time and the opportunity that we've got um, to get to know people um, and and learn from each other in it. And too, and, and I suppose the main way is just to open up your home um, to people. That might be next door neighbours. It might be mums. Um, and dad's from the school. It it might be other people you come into contact with. Um, And there are couples who are brilliant at that. George and Ali are superb at being hospitable. Uh, They're gifted in it. George is uh, brilliant at just inviting people into his home or inviting blokes into his garage or inviting himself into other people's garages. And he's fantastic and he just, you know, he goes and starts conversations with people and then he finds he's on family days out with people who live close to him it's brilliant to watch Uh, and there's people like Becky who's obviously one of the mums at the school and she's just having conversation after conversation with different mums at the school and and then then we notice that those connections go further and Holly gets to know those mums and other people and Charlotte and others at the school as well and people gradually get to know us Um, we had a zoom quiz night the other few months back um, and a a couple of the mums um, you know not not part of church came in and just joined in a Zoom quiz night that um, somebody ran. And We all joined in. You can just see people making the connections and they think, Oh, I know you. Oh, I know you. Oh, I know you. And that's, that's really what we want is for people just to feel like, you know, we're a family and there's people they can get to know and be themselves. So that's great. It's been encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Following on from that, there was, you did an alpha
3: course? Yeah, we choice? did. Yeah. We, d- we decided we want to do an alpha course. Um, and I made the mistake of putting the idea out there and mentioning it to Brian Fawcett. Um, and uh, if I'm honest with you, I wasn't sure um, about doing alpha course on Zoom. I hadn't actually ever done an alpha course in real terms. Um, and you know, traditionally here at King's City Centre, we've been superb at putting on alpha courses with you know cooked meals, and it's been done really, really well. So I think I was quite conscious of that. And it got to a sort of few weeks before we were going to be doing it and I was like you know I said to Holly Do you know I don't know I'm not sure this is such a great idea um, and Brian wouldn't have any of that uh, which I'm grateful to God for actually because he, he was he was going to let it drop so we we put it on we teamed up with All Saints Church um, the Anglican Church in Portland we've got a great relationship with Robert and Claudia so we teamed up with them um, and we did three groups three tables if you like on Zoom we we started off, watched the video and then split um, into three separate groups and, and George and Ali and Luke led a group and Brian and Elspeth um, with Jerome and Mary and Robert and Claudia led a group and Holly and I led a group through um, and we got to the end of 10 weeks and, think, and we were amazed that people got to the end of 10 weeks and we sort of said well, if any of you would like to do any more sessions let us know and every single, I think there was three or four guests and every single one of them said oh yeah come on let's do let's do all the sessions so we sort of went into sort of 14 weeks or more which is superb and and then I think I shared the other night one of the ladies that four four guests came through um, made commitments Um, one girl has joined our life group which is superb Um, and one lady we were it was a pleasure to watch her get baptized over the summer in the vicar's garden Um, and her daughter um, noticed the transformation in her mum, her teenage daughter. So she got baptised as well the other Sunday in the Vicar's Garden over the summer. Um, and God's been good. We've just, you know, we've just been amazed. I think people like me like to cross the T's and dot the I's and have everything pucker. And, uh, and God can use the chaos, um, actually, of, you know, of Zoom and the awkwardness. And God works in it. And it's, it's amazing to see. And, yeah, we're, we're really, really grateful. Right,
1: that's fantastic. It's great that you're doing it, you know, a couple of life groups mixed with the local Anglican sure. church and, you know, working together, but in life group, that's brilliant. Yep. So, Holly, what are the plans for the future?
2: So, at the moment, uh, as I said, we're a very big life group and we're looking at um, how do we multiply, how do we grow uh, and serve people well in that? Um, how do we look at that with coming together and finding a way of gathering together, um, when we do that, and looking uh, at Christmas time. Um, we A couple of years ago, we did a Christmas event. Um, so we're looking at... Um, we've got the community centre booked um, to do... We're thinking probably like a family quiz night. Um, so Brian and with life group, our life group, and looking at inviting friends, family, um, neighbours in the community. So, yeah, and then Alpha, again, we're um, looking to the new year to doing... Um, maybe a little bit of face-to-face and Zoom for Alpha.
1: Oh, that's brilliant. That is really good. Well, thank you. Can I just add, there's um, a number of young families with young children. We went over to Holly and John's for an evening, you know, three kids coming back from different events, put on a meal, doing life group, working, both of them working. And there's a lot of our young families doing that. And I just want to honour them because they do a fantastic job in all that they're doing, leading life groups, sorting people out, doing pastoral stuff. And it's not easy, but they work hard, and it's been brilliant. Thank you, John and Holly. Bless you. you
0: brilliant, okay, we are to hear now from uh, uh, here from what's happening on our home, as in this home, the King Centre. So um, Elsa and Alison, you're gonna come up. Give them a nice warm welcome as well, if you don't. Uh, There's so much that goes on around here. Um, You know, we we, we feel God speak about our homes that we live in, but also our home here at the city centre to really emphasise those aspects of our life together at King's. So um, you've got a microphone down there somewhere. Oh, you've got it there. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, Alison, first of all, you're... um, your role of manager of the King Centre, and um, she does an outstanding job, by the way. Um, you know, I have little phrases like, yeah, absolutely. I have little phrases like, ask Alison or ask, you know, other people, because I know so little. But anyway, Alison, um, the King Centre's been going through a lot of change, hasn't it? Obviously, through the pandemic and so on, but opening up, it's great to see customers around, people in the coffee shop, and and conversing customers coming through and so on, but what do you feel God's been saying to you and the team in terms of the way forward and what it looks like going ahead? Well, what, what,
4: a wonderful... there you go. what a wonderful gift of a home God has blessed King's Community Church with. And uh, we're coming up to 25 years. Next year, it will be 25 years uh, since we were gifted with this amazing building in an amazing location. And I just wondered um, how how Ian would sell it as an estate agent, because we've got prime location. Since we moved in, this whole area has been transformed. God knew that. God knew that all along. And uh, it's very densely populated. So the population here and the housing here is uh, it, it's, it's really high. So we've got, we're talking four floors, 20 rooms of various sizes, which can hold from, well, 650 pre-COVID... Uh, Eight well-appointed spaces, a commercial kitchen, two additional kitchen areas, laundry, shower facilities, a coffee shop, a reception area, full PA, AV uh, facilities, equipped crèche, office, workspaces. Wow, what, uh, what we have got here is absolutely amazing. Uh, Some home, hey? God's given us a great home. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's a great home here. Um, And he wants us to use this amazing resource just to build his kingdom, to uh, share Jesus with this community, and to use this resource just to enable him to, to, to fill his purposes here. So, during the pandemic, it was really quiet. We were down at skeleton staff just doing what we could. But this building is meant for people. This is meant to be a place that is filled with people. And I just want to share a few stories that happened during the pandemic that really set me thinking about how God really wants to use this building. So, there was... One week where there were quite a few people actually knocked on the doors and there was an elderly lady, she was quite bent over, she was out of breath, she was tired and she said, can I just come in for a rest? And uh, of course, we opened the doors, she came in, she uh, had a rest, some refreshments, some company until she was ready to go on her way. And that really spoke to me. There are lots of weary, isolated people on our doorstep. And uh, we want to have those open doors for people who are weary just to come in, find rest uh and find jesus that's what what we're about there was also this was a bit scary there was this this middle-aged guy who 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 looked a bit scary knocking on the door really really loudly his name was craig and he said i want some prayer this is a church isn't it i want prayer and uh yeah absolutely i wasn't gonna let me in though (laughs) he was a bit scary uh but he shared about his past and he'd been in prison and he had quite an interesting past, but he wanted prayer. And I was able with uh, another member of staff just to pray with him. He came asking for prayer, a place of prayer, a place where people come because they know they will, we will pray for them. Um, they'll meet Jesus. There was a, a, another uh, young mum came past when are you going to be open again i brought my kids there they loved it on a sunday when are you going to be open again um another passerby just asking for water we have a lot of people who just come in and use the water machine and that makes you think doesn't it ah you know jesus gives that water the water water of life Uh, during during the pandemic we actually started up a new business. We could, uh, people couldn't come in to us for food, so we started taking food out to people. We started King's Kitchen, and God blessed us amazingly with a blast chiller. We got a really great deal on this piece of kit that's enabled us to produce frozen meals that we can then deliver out to, to other people. So we had people coming in to collect food, And then finally, we have people wanting to come and use the facilities during the lockdown. um, Lots of the public facilities were closed. So we had workmen and postmen and people just wanting to come in and use our facilities. So all of this just really spoke to me that God wants to use this Building to really reach out to the needs of those around in our community. Um, and he sent them knocking on our doors. So he has got great plans for using this building to reach out to this community, reach out to those who are, are seeking him. So uh, I'm really excited about what God's going to to do through this building as uh, as we move forward.
0: Brilliant. Thank you, Alison. And uh, and Elsa, you're responsible for our community projects and a lot of stuff that goes on. And uh, again, brilliant. Give a round of applause. It's not just (laughs) platitude. It is true. These guys work so hard in all sorts of ways. And how do you see also the community projects with this whole thing of the King Centre and emphasis on being our home in the city centre? How do you see community projects... In light of that?
5: Um, There's been a subtle I think but very significant change in the way that we have looked at how we engage with our community and um, I think Alison said it all really I think during the pandemic we've become very aware of the amazing resource that God has put in our hands here and for those of us that have been here for 25 years and been here I have to admit we we, sometimes I've taken it for granted that I rock up at this amazing place but actually I think the pandemic what has done is Gosh, God, you have placed us here in the middle of this community, and um, you, you have purposes for us here. And it's not that we weren't doing it before, but I think there's a refocusing now on that. And um, for those of us that were here when we first came into the building, there was a real sense of together we were going to bless the community. And I think there's a re of that now, of, of coming out of pandemic, that um, there's a, an increased sense of we have these neighbors around us, a real eclectic mix of people. And God, what do you want to do? Um, what, How do you want us to use this amazing facility that you've put in our hands? Um, but the focus is less on what we do and more on who we are as a people and our spiritual home. And inviting people into our family here. And um, hospitality has come through all three of the Sundays. It's been key. And I think that's a real key word to us, that hospitality there, opening up our homes, inviting people in. And as we gather together as a church family around Jesus, that actually we can point people to Jesus in all that we do, both our Sunday mornings, but also the life of church as well. So hospitality is really key. Um, But I do have to say that in the middle of all of that, um, the prophetic word that's been given to us years and years ago about our work with the poor um, remains the same. Absolutely, totally. Our commitment to those working, working with those that are in need especially during the pandemic, became very clear and very strong. We've not forgotten about that. If anything, that's been reaffirmed very strongly, but the way that we deliver that is gonna be quite different and comes along the line of of the home. And I think one of the things that I've been really challenged with is those that are very much in need um, also need community and friendship and family. And actually there's some amazing services out in the city. I think we saw it during the pandemic, the whole country, the whole world pulled together. And there's phenomenal resources out there to help one another. But the difference that the church has is we have a community that's built around Jesus, and we have Jesus. And there's lots of services that don't provide that, but we have that as a community. We have time to give to people. We have friendships to be built, and I think that's what people need more than anything else, is that's what people need. So I think much of our community work now is going to be focused around opportunities to build friendships, opportunities to really get to know people, whether that be over food or not. Um, And King's Care has changed quite a bit. Can I just explain a little bit? Because I'm aware that people are um, aware that King's Care has changed quite a bit. For those of you that don't know, King's Care has been a work that we've been doing for many, many years now um, out of a call of God to work with those that were in need in the city and Pre pandemic, um, we were having about 60 to 80 people through our doors on a Sunday afternoon to come and have a meal. It was really significant time. But um, during the pandemic, those of us at team leaders, we were just seeking God as to what do we do now? Um, And we felt that this was an opportunity to just pause and um, uh, just think, God, is there some changes that you want us to do? And there very definitely was. And um, we have now changed King's Care so that the regular food provision is focused down on those that are most at need in the city. So the verified rough sleepers and those that don't have any um, uh, ability to be able to have a food for themselves. So we have focused our food support on that. But in being smaller, what we've been able to do is go down into the lower ground floor and provide almost like a living room environment where they can come and not only have a meal but also last week we, we had 20 through our doors and at the end of a two-course meal they were sat around on the sofas they were reading papers playing cards and just spending time with the team and one of the guys said to me he said I can't remember the last time I read the Sunday papers after a meal and that's home that's different to a service. That's home. And I think that's the thing that God's saying to us is that actually in a smaller context, we can bring home to people's lives and community and friendship and fellowship. So we're doing smaller things. But the, word, the, the picture that God gave me was King's Care is a bit like a dandelion, that when a dandelion dies, it looks like it's dying. But as it dies, the, the seeds go flying off. And the essence of the dandelion, so the culture, the values, all the vision of it remains the same, but it's in lots and lots of different ways, in smaller ways. And I really believe for King's Care, what we're going to find now is that the vision that we had for King's Care, the culture, the values within that are going to happen, and they're going to happen even more, but they'll be in smaller bits. And I think just watch this space because I'm really excited to see what God's going to do with our work with the poor, but in much smaller contexts.
0: Brilliant, well... Hey, look, if you want to know more about this, do come and speak to these guys. If you want to get involved, do come and speak to them. Come and grab them. Ask how you can get involved in these things that are happening throughout the week. But thank you so much for your time and sharing this morning as well. Much appreciated. Give them another round of applause just because they deserve it. <clears throat> and uh, Marx is going to come and speak in just a second. But just before that, I mean, that word Nikki bought about God's faithfulness. God has been faithful, you know, as she said, 25 years next year. We've been here in the city, in this place, and then obviously we've launched Mile Cross, and then out um, of city west, and now exploring pouring land and so on. And we've been involved in all sorts of things, in helping other churches from Dubai to Great Yarmouth. And I mean, if you go back over the past 25 years and look at God's faithfulness, and the way God has worked through all sorts of things, and God's provision as well. You know, we've got a gift day coming up next Sunday, um, where we're going to be giving into a few different things, like um, downstairs, we haven't really done a lot downstairs for that 25 years other than doing it up and we've been using it in, uh, for, for that long. We want to re- renovate that whole area and make it into a homely place for people from all walks of life to come through and feel at home and be served in. So we want to be looking at that. So we're going to be starting a pot of money for that. We want to be giving into outreach in the sites. Also our dear friends in Kenya as well, um, they're going through another drought at the minute. I mean, we've given to infrastructure, things like the boreholes, it was great to partner with that. These two boreholes providing water. It's great to give into things like education and so on. But sometimes it's just giving money to help feed people. I think that it's been announced as a, um, a, 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 a crisis in the nation now, around three million people affected. Read your loop. It's all the details are in there about the gift day, the city centre loop. That's gone out. Should be in your inboxes now, so you can find out more there. That's got some links in as well. But next Sunday we'll be giving into those things and uh, share more. But for now, actually I'm going to pray first and thank God and then Marcus is going to come and and speak to us. Lord, we are, I just want to pause. Lord, and it's good to, it says in the Bible, doesn't it, look back and remember God's faithfulness. Ultimately we look at the cross and we see your faithfulness to us there, Jesus, and that's our foundation. That's where we fix our eyes on you, Jesus, all you've done for us we're massively grateful for your faithfulness to us individually, but collectively as a church in this city over the past 25 years. And that we do sense this is a moment, not just because of COVID, but a moment for us coming into another season as a church. And I pray you'd just position each one of us. Lord, you say the body has got different parts and each one has a part to play. And I pray for that, Lord, you'd be positioning each one of us as we come out of COVID and come into a new season. Lord, I know we're kind of still in it, but Lord, we we pray for that, that you'd speak to each one about where we're to serve and how we're to be involved in seeing your church built in this next generation. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Marcus, mate, it's um, all yours.
6: Thank you. Great to hear stories of our going, and I'm sure there's lots of other kind of stories of going all across this place, really. And what I want to do in the next kind of few minutes is just connect that to who God is and what Jesus has said. This, the reason why we are going, the reason why we are effective in our going, the reason why we have been and will be fruitful in our going is, is because it's, it's all grounded in who God is and who he's revealed himself to be in Jesus and what Jesus has said to us. This is an outworking of these things. So I just want to ground that for us and encourage us through it. So I want, if you turn if you could to John chapter 20. We'll start in verse 19. I'll read a few verses in just a minute. But first, just to remind us that God sent Jesus into the world to seek and save the lost. That's how Jesus puts it. And lost is a a funny word in some ways. I kind of wonder what you make of it. But really, he's talking about those of us who were were disconnected from God, who were disorientated, kind of wandering around the world, wondering, "What what is the point of all this? What am I here for? What's all this about? those of us separated from God's life and God's love and God's leadership. We were made for a relationship with God, and yet we're kind of turned away from that, consciously or unconsciously, knowingly or unknowingly, and just kind of wandering around and wondering, what's this all about? And God sent his son, Jesus, into the world to seek and save the lost. He sent. He, and Jesus went. There was this going. This is this is what I'm saying about God. In His very nature, is a going God. It's who He is. And so He sends His Son to go and to get you, and to get me. God is a going God. And Jesus was sent, and Jesus sends His followers out to do the same. And so and this is in John chapter 20, we're going to read a little bit about that. This is after His resurrection. It's on the evening of that day, the first day of the week. The doors being locked You see that link, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you." And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, "Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now I'm going to highlight three things from this, just very briefly as we kind of finish our time together, three similarities between Jesus's going and our going, that encourage us in our going. The first is that Jesus went as a son. You'll notice he says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. He didn't go to prove his sonship. He didn't go to earn his Father's approval. He had it. He went as a son. He was a son before he was sent. As the Father has sent me. And he taught his disciples, didn't he, to pray, our Father, our Father, He sent his disciples out as sons, not to prove their sonship, not to earn God's love, but as sons. They went, knowing God as their heavenly father. They weren't trying to impress him, and so we go. It's so important that that we go when we go. If you're a follower of Jesus, if, if Jesus has sent you out like he sent the disciples out, it's so important that you know, that I know, that we go as sons and daughters of God. That's our identity. That's who we are. We're not going to impress God. We're not going to earn God's love. We are going because we have it. And having it, we can wonderfully, we're in a great position to express who God is because we're doing so as sons, as daughters. There's something as God loves us, as he, as, he, as he welcomes us into his family. As there's this wonderful new birth, we're born again by the Spirit. Our very nature is changed. Who we are is changed and we go as sons to represent God in the world with this wonderful message that we'll look at in just a moment. It's so important that we know this because there's a cost in going. I know many here will testify that there's there's probably been a cost in you going as you've been sent. Just as the Father sent me, Jesus said, so I sent you. And the disciples experienced the cost. It was costly for them to go. Lots of wonderful things, and how wonderful to know God as their heavenly Father. And it's important they did know God as their heavenly Father, and it's important they did know and live and breathe the love of God for them, because they experienced great difficulty and even loss in their going. Jesus experienced loss, didn't he, in his going. He, he left the, the glory that he had with his Father in heaven. He left the kind of the heavenly, uh, wonderful comfort, if you like, the that kind of position to come into this world of pain and suffering. And he experienced the worst of it. Not everyone was pleased that Jesus was sent to them. In fact, they were often rubbed up the wrong way. And in the end, they crucified him. They tortured him in the, in the worst way they knew how. And they rejected him and they, they crucified him and he died. And so it's important that we know in our going that that God loves us, that we carry with us. We, we, We leave so much in our going. Perhaps some have left jobs, relationships, money, status, all these things. Maybe you've lost some of those things. You've made a decision. I'm going to walk away from that because I found something better. I found the love of God and I want to share this love, this better thing with others, even though for a time there's a cost to be endured. There was a cost for Jesus. There was a cost for Jesus's first disciples, many of them, and they, they testified, didn't you? We, we've left all sorts of things for you. But they found something better. They found something better. They tasted and seen and begin to experience the love of God for them in Jesus and wanted to share that with others. And that empowers us and uh, encourages us and motivates us, even though we live often with, with the cost of going. We go as sons and daughters of God. As the Father sent me, so I send you. This wonderful, we, we go as the family of God, loved by God. We don't have to earn it. So the second thing I just want to mention is that we go with the gospel of God. We go with the gospel of grace. In fact, we go with the gospel of forgiveness. Jesus is very clear when he's sending them what it's all about. It's about forgiveness of sins, Jesus died on the cross for the sin of the world. That's why he came. That's the transaction that took place. We did wrong. You you did wrong. I did wrong before God, before a holy God. Jesus didn't do anything wrong. He lived in the flesh. God came and dwelt in the flesh, lived in the flesh, and he lived as we lived, but he did nothing wrong. And then he was punished, not for what he had done, but for what we had done. The Romans were were crucifying him because they just oh it was a a, it was a nuisance and the Jews kind of uh, asking for him to be crucified because he just they thought he was a blasphemer. They had their reasons, but actually in all of that, in these kind of human, grotty reasons for crucifying Jesus, God was in Jesus, punishing your sin and mine on the cross. Jesus did nothing wrong, but he was punished in our place. I was just thinking of the a Graham Kendrick song, an old one that uh, expresses it like this. Amazing love, oh what sacrifice, the Son of God given for me. My debt he pays, and my death he dies, that I might live. This is a transaction that took place. It's about forgiveness of sins. My, it goes on, my Lord, what love is this? That pays so dearly that I, the guilty one, may go free. This is the message that we have. It's a message of forgiveness of sins. And Jesus is very clear about it. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you withhold a forgiveness from any, it is withheld. This is a message of forgiveness that we're sent into the world with. And by the way, you might find that's kind of a. People are puzzled about about this in, in a way, but. It's, it's not an arbitrary, I'm going to forgive you, but not you. Your sins are forgiven, but yours are not. It's forgiven on the basis of the message of the gospel that the disciples were entrusted in. They were administering this message, this message which is through faith in Jesus, our sin can be forgiven. We can be united to Jesus through faith, and our sin dealt with on the cross, and Jesus' life, and goodness credited to us, and in him, through faith in him, we can enjoy the relationship that he has with his father as sons and daughters. This is the message that we come with. We've messed up, you've messed up, but God in Jesus has dealt with that, and not by trying to be good enough, but through faith in him and trusting in this transaction and what Jesus has accomplished, we are forgiven for free, for, for free. We, it's nothing we do to earn it, This is not the message that the world has. This is why we're sent into the world with this message of forgiveness. The world you might find around you, and people kind of think about it in these terms, either you are good and don't need forgiving, or you're bad and have to earn forgiveness. This is the worldly message, but God's message that he's entrusted his followers with is, yes, you've messed up. Yes, you've turned away from God. Yes, we've done wrong, but you're forgiven for free. (laughs) For free. This is grace. It's all of grace that Jesus died for us. He gave himself for free, that through faith we could be forgiven. We're sent into the world with this message. Nobody else has this message. This is not a worldly message. We're sent as sons with a message of forgiveness. We're not sent with a message that you can be a better person or that you can achieve your goals more, uh, more clearly or that you can... It's simply, it's not about overcoming addiction or belonging to a community or being fulfilled and happy Although the gospel touches on all of these things. At the core, it's forgiveness. And forgiveness is a relational word. It's not just a legal transaction, it's a relational word. Not that we can be forgiven and then kind of, okay, go off and live your life. But forgiveness seeks to remove the obstacle of offense and bring someone into relationship. Not to hold someone something against somebody, but to deal with it such that they can be brought into relationship. And this is what our, the message of forgiveness is all about, that we would come to know God as our heavenly Father, that we'd be brought close, that we'd come into the relationship with God for which we were created. We have a a sin problem, and in Jesus, that sin problem is sorted, and we can be brought in as sons and daughters, close into relationship with God, for free, forever, just through faith. Isn't that wonderful message that we have been given? And finally, I want to just uh, mention a third thing. So we, we go as sons and daughters of God, knowing God as Father, we go with this message of forgiveness of sins. And finally we go, filled with the power and presence of God, filled with the Spirit of God. Jesus breathed and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And again, folks have puzzled over this a little bit, and how does that line up with Acts? But for our purposes, we can step back and say, hey, the, the important thing here is, in order to know God as their heavenly Father, in order to be empowered and emboldened, and to, to, to clearly proclaim this, this unearthly message, this heavenly message of forgiveness for free, they're going to need the very presence of God with them by the Holy Spirit. Jesus knew the presence of God. He was God. And yet the Spirit of God descended upon him at his baptism. He he went into the desert uh, knowing the presence of God with him, filled with the the Spirit. He he left the desert filled with the power of God, knowing the power of God upon him. And he started his ministry, didn't he? Uh, Saying, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. The Spirit of God is on me to proclaim good news to the poor, to those who need it. The Spirit of God, and so Jesus sends his disciples out. This kind of breathing, it's a kind of expression of you need the Spirit of God, you need the presence of God on you to enjoy this truth that you are sons and daughters of God and to be emboldened and empowered and equipped and motivated uh, and have the courage to share this message, that it should be effective when you share it. We need the Spirit of God, we need to be filled with the Spirit of God. Of God, and in the, just a few minutes that we have left, if the band would like to come back, I would like to pray for us. The Spirit of God has even been working as as we've been hearing these kind of wonderful encouragements and testimonies about what God has done and has done, and what what He will do. The Spirit of God has been stirring different ones. Maybe you don't know Jesus at all yet. The Spirit of God maybe begun to stir in you to awaken you to to what you're here for, to what the meaning and purpose of your life is. Maybe others beginning to be stirred about going with fresh faith and expectancy and boldness and courage. Maybe others, just people, God's put people on your mind and you're thinking, oh, I wanna, how can I go? I want to go to this one. I want to go to that one. Why don't we stand together and I'm going to pray for us. And uh, you can also be praying for me. We we'll just pray for one another that we would be filled with the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and flood this place right now. What a wonderful truth that you don't just come from above, but you bubble up from within. Well, this is a promise that we have in the gospel, that we would have the Spirit, the very presence of God, the power of God, dwelling in us, living in us. Wherever we go, Lord, you go with us. Jesus, you didn't leave us as orphans, but you sent the Spirit that we would know God's our Heavenly Father. Lord, that's not something known just up here in our heads. Lord, would you wonderfully bring an experience, a knowledge, a security, a reassurance of this truth to us this morning. Those that have put our trust in Jesus, Lord, that we would know that our spirit would cry with your spirit, Abba, Father. That in our going, we wouldn't be going as orphans to prove something, to make our way in the world. But as sons and daughters, we have it. We have the love of God. We have the wonderful acceptance of God. And I pray, pour out your spirit upon us now to know it, to know it. Thank you that you change us from the inside out. That we can represent you faithfully to friends and family and those that we know. Lord, fill us with this wonderful spirit to know your love for us, that we have it to minister to it to others, that we can minister you to others. Lord, pour out your spirit now that, and those that don't know you right now, Lord, would you soften hearts, those that are wondering what life is all about, those that are, are trying to make up Things as they go along, perhaps as I once was. Perhaps this is the meaning of life. Perhaps that is it. Lord, would you stir us, that you have a purpose for us. Lord, where you're convicting of sin, maybe for the first time, just wonderfully by your grace, revealing where each one of us have gone wrong. Lord, would you minister your forgiveness to us through faith in Jesus? most of all this morning in the context of those things, Lord, you say, go. You're a God who goes. You sent your son and you send your sons and daughters. And I pray empower us now by your spirit to courageously go, to bring this heavenly message into a world that so desperately needs to hear it. Lord, did you give us clarity in our going, that we'd articulate this, all the wonderful things, of course, that's that the gospel implies but at the heart forgiveness of sins that our sins are dealt with that we could be brought into relationship with you help us clearly communicate it and Lord I pray for a spirit of creativity upon us in our different settings it look different for one than another Lord wonderful free us up from performance Lord and give each one of us a wonderful freeing creativity and motivation Out of love for you and love for our love for others to share this wonderful message that we've been entrusted with. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence with us. You went, you send us. God, empower us to be effective. You're a God who is in very nature a God who goes and you're living in us. And I pray, Lord, send us out to seek and save the lost. That your church would be built and that you would be glorified. Father, do it for your name's sake, we pray. In Jesus' name.